Capital Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Well, there we go. <laughs> Turn on the light, dummy. All right, welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. My name is Richard Serrett, and this is The Conspiracy Show. An honor and a privilege uh, to be with you as always. Thanks for the uh, cookies, Dr. Ginescu. Uh, they're good for dipping. That's uh, the good uh, Dr. George Ginescu, who hosts Big Band Sunday Night here on our flagship station, AM740, the program that precedes uh, this one. Uh, summer is winding down, and a, a few rare opportunities, I guess, still remain to get the, uh, the boys out to Bluffers Beach and to watch the sunset and enjoy a bonfire, maybe squeeze in one last fishing trip, a few more ball games. Speaking of which, how about those Blue Jays? I, I gotta tell you, I got a feeling this could be our year. It is, uh, it's been what, 23 years? So we are due. We are long overdue. Uh, Albert Vinzel is here running our Google Hangout tonight and uh, to join, uh, just go to the uh, Twitter feed at Richard Serrett and click on the HOA link near the top of the feed. Then you can see me in studio and uh, our first guest tonight is, um, uh, is not using the webcam, but you can hear his end of the conversation, and there's a ton of interesting pictures in the slideshow that you'll be able to view. And Albert has also posted his usual assortment of fascinating tidbits and news items in the slide carousel up at richardserrett.com. Uh, there's a really cool story titled, How to Call the International Space Station. Uh, last week, amateur radio enthusiast Adrian Lane sent a call signal to the International Space Station. And to his shock and delight, he got a reply. He chatted with an astronaut for about 45 seconds before the station went out of range. And if you're interesting, if you're interested uh, in following up, that story is there, again, at richardserrett.com in the slide carousel. If you're re- interested in reaching out to um, the uh, souls of the dearly departed, there's another how-to guide up on the website, entitled 20 Ways to Contact the Dead. Uh, And just in time for tonight's interview with a victim of electronic harassment, an important read on electronic harassment from the perspective of a targeted individual. Again, those are just a few of the stories we've posted on the website, slide carousel at richardserrett.com. And a quick note about the website. Over the years, I have uh, come to realize that a lot of you have trouble finding the website, because of the spelling of my last name, S-Y-R-E-T-T. I suppose I could change my last name, but it served me well for the last half century, and it's far easier for me to change the URL on the website, so that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be rebranding the website. In just a few weeks, it'll be unveiled, and from that point on, I'll be directing you to strangeplanet.com. Strangeplanet.com. Not yet. It hasn't been unveiled. I'm just giving you the, the heads up. It's easy to remember. It's easy to spell. And then from that landing page, that home page, you'll be able to go in one of three directions. You can go to the radio page, which will look pretty much the same as it does now. You can go to the TV page, and that's the, the home of the conspiracy uh, television program. And you can go to a, a live events page for news on upcoming live events. So again, just a heads up. StrangePlanet.com will be the new website. Uh, speaking of the TV program, I will be making an announcement about Season 4 probably next week. And this will be very good news, folks. So listen for that. 
I have uh, I have a lot of mail tonight, uh, but before I do that, very quickly, uh, Albert, do you have the camera ready? We have our new technical producer who is with us, Ian Robertson. Now, you've been with us a couple of weeks, but this is our first time uh, meeting face-to-face. So, Ian, welcome aboard. Can we see him? And I don't know if we're, we're actually streaming, uh, Albert. On my, uh, We are? We're streaming? The HOA is up and running. Excellent. I'm not seeing it on my Mac here, but no matter. There, he, <laughs> there is Ian flexing his uh, those guns of his. Look at him. He looks. You look like you're 14 years old. No. I have socks older than you. All right. He's a, he's a good-looking kid in there, and he's our new technical producer, so... Many years and uh, welcome aboard again. Uh, lots of mail tonight. Before we get going here, I just wanted to mention this. Really terrific mail. And I have one here from Australia. Um, R.P. Holt, who is uh, watching the TV show and very much invo- enjoying the TV show, which airs in Australia. Uh, he says it's on the History Channel down there, but I believe it's Fox. I may be wrong about that. I'll have to check with my uh, my partner, my TV par- partner at Film One. However, uh, R.P. Holt, in Victoria, Australia, he says, Your show, The Conspiracy Show, is a great venue to put events out to us. I watch whenever it's on and thoroughly enjoy. He goes on to talk about specific um, uh, specific episodes. Um, anyway, he then continues, Richard, would you please come over to meet with me at my home, and I can give you some very important material. Also, you could have a great little holiday. I feel sure you will not be disappointed. All right. Well, thanks for the invite, Mr. Holt. Uh, maybe one day I will make it to Australia. Uh, now, very quickly, I want to read this letter because this is important and it's apropos. And, and I don't want to identify this woman by her full name, and she writes in longhand. Um, she's in South Carolina. She writes, To whom it may concern, my name is Kay. Uh, she goes on to say that she's been blacklisted by the shadow government, which controls most of the globe. She says she's being framed for some kind of sexual abuse or deviant behavior and feels sure she will not live long. I've been writing, researching, and studying the media from all sides and have come to the conclusion that we have all been duped for years, she goes on. I'm sending the enclosed documents for your perusal and will follow up with a flash drive with everything I've collected since the uh, surveillance began in earnest in the mid-1990s. Please pass uh, this information on to anyone interested. And uh, it goes on for quite uh, some time, and then there are some attached documents, which I'll look at later. But, you know, I get one of these letters or emails now, about once a week. I kid you not. Uh, Very sincere individuals who believe they are being targeted. And I say this letter is timely because we're going to be talking about electronic harassment for the next 40 minutes or so. Now, I say harassment, but that's really a, a, a misnomer. It's really electronic torture. And as I say, I receive weekly correspondence now from people who believe they are being remotely targeted, tortured by some type of directed energy weapon. They're being monitored, tracked. Their sleep is being disrupted. And that is only the beginning. Voice-to-skull technology being utilized. And that technology is real, folks. 100% voice-to-skull technology exists. Michael Fitzhugh-Bell has been with us before. He's um, back with us again. He tells a true story of an innocent man becoming the unwitting target of a secret criminal organization using high-tech weaponry, microchip implants, and mind control on its victims, leaving no evidence. The organization, he says, is covert, highly organized, well-funded, and uses the latest technology. This heinous, unconscionable crime has gone global and rapidly has become a huge national problem. 
Michael Fitzhugh Bell, has been drugged, abducted, he says raped, surgically implanted with illegal microchip implants, all done without his knowledge or consent. He's being tracked, stalked, and tortured 24-7 and physically burned remotely with directed energy weapons, which most people don't even know exist. His every thought and feeling is being read in real time by his perpetrators via GPS and current cellular satellite systems, making him quite literally a human piñata. Michael Fitzhugh Bell is uh, the author of Invisible Crime, Illegal Microchip Implants and Microwave Technology and Their Use Against Humanity. Michael, welcome back to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Hello, Richard. Thank you for having me back. It's nice to be here. It's been a few years uh, since we, yes, we spoke to you last. it's been a couple last. years. Uh, it's nice to be here again. Well, how, how are you? Give us an update. How are you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually? How are you doing? Um, I have to say it's very challenging uh, being targeted. Um, and, I'm, and thank you for the intro. Uh, uh, so some of the people that really aren't familiar with this crime um, may have some idea. It's uh, very difficult in terms of just survival, whereas before before this crime hit me, I was having a regular life as a um, as a chef, as a writer, screenwriter out in Hollywood, and um, this crime came in and stopped my life in its tracks, just absolutely stopped it, and um, it overwhelmed me with fear, and then trying to explain what was happening to me, to other people, especially my family members, law enforcement, neighbors, uh, it, it really put me, it puts the, the victim in the absolute worst position they could possibly be in, uh, in many ways, making the victim their own worst enemy. It's That's how cleverly designed this crime is right they, they pit family member against family member because it's happening to you uh, but it's not happening to let's say for example brothers sisters parents and then they begin to doubt you so now you're isolated you're ostracized uh, and that's how they break families apart that's correct that's correct it's you have to and also the thing is that most people the the it's what it is is this crime the sophistication of the technology makes it very difficult for people to grasp and understand the capabilities that now people actually have the capability to interface with the human mind directly it's it's what it really is richard is it's a weapon system they're hacking the human brain that's correct actually being able to read a person's thoughts as they're happening, as they occur in real time. It's it's uh, the most sophisticated, it's a weapon system. I, well, I and say, I call it uh, electronic torture because the word harassment is used, and that to me downplays the severity of what's going on. Oh, for, those who are so un for those who are unfamiliar, run through... Sort of the litany of of um, I won't use the word symptom, but the um, the effects that that you are subjected to. Uh, run down some of these these uh, the, the physical, mental tortures that are being perpetrated against you. Well, you were nice to to uh, 
recognize the title electronic harassment is the coined term but it is in actuality electronic torture uh, electronic slow kill ele electronic assassination uh it's uh absolutely um, it's especially for new victims it's it never gets any easier but it's uh what what a victim experiences is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, pain, either shooting pains or stings or a dull pain in specific areas of your body, uh, wherever you are, uh, in an airplane, at a hotel, at a restaurant, um, outside, at the beach, anywhere you are, uh, you you can get attacked, and there is no letting up. There is no there is no point where you've had enough and and and, and it's done. It's 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 never ending and ongoing. And it's uh, some of the some of the effects I would say uh, can be anything from dull aching pains to sharp pains to blurry vision to dizziness, even to the effect that this technology can actually simulate the effects of drugs on the victim, making the victim feel drowsy, making them feel like they can't sleep. So if you were in, a, in an important them, meeting, if you were in them of sleep altogether, right, if you were in an important meeting, let's say, uh, could they cause you to fall asleep in the middle of that meeting? meeting? Could they make you blurt out certain things almost like you had Tourette's? They could. But also what happens more often than not is you get bombarded by so many different inputs that it's difficult to even make a decision sometimes. It's, uh, it's overwhelming. Uh, what about yes, heart palpitations? Can they make your heart rate, can they make your heart race? That's, that's correct. They can, can, they can affect your heart rate, your motor cortex, um, your urges, um, it's it's uh, your, the temperature of your body. You know, as soon as you go to sleep, if you can go to sleep, often you'll be, it, whether it's winter or summer, you'll be perspiring, and then you'll take the blankets off and you'll be freezing, and then it, it's back and forth. There's no comfort zone. There's no... There's no... Um, no relief. Michael, it, listen, I've got to take a time out. Stay put. We'll come okay. back. Michael Bell, author of Illegal... Sorry, The Invisible Crime, Illegal Microchip Implants and the Microwave Technology and Their Use Against Humanity. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Question everything. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Before we get back to our conversation with Michael Fitzhugh Bell, just a quick note, because I just received this email. I mentioned off the top of the show about uh, rebranding the website. It's going to be strangeplanet.com. And a number of people immediately emailed and said, oh, no, what about my membership? And am I going to have to re-register? No, no. Uh, the, the radio uh, page, which is richardserrett.com, nothing will change there. If you've got a membership, you're fine. It's just 
it's going to be easier for people to find Strange Planet as a landing page, and then from there you can go to the radio, the TV, wherever. All right, so not to worry, but thank you for uh, for bringing that to my attention because that's important to address. Now, uh, the uh, the Google Hangout is streaming nicely. Thank you to uh, Albert Venzel for that uh, here in studio. And if you go on, uh, if you join the link, uh, and you can find it at the top of my Twitter feed, at Richard Serrett, we've got this um, uh, really powerful slideshow there. We're speaking with Michael Fitzhugh-Bell, who is a, um, a victim of electronic torture. And there, there are some photographs uh, that we're looking at, Michael. Uh, many people are not on the stream, so they're not going to be able to see those. But uh, there are pictures of a number of um, surgical procedures that have been performed on you, things that have been removed from your person, from your body. That's Explain correct. for those who are not able to see those and those that are, actually, what are we looking at here? What are these images of these things that have been removed from your body? I had, well, actually, I had one. Uh, you have uh, several images. Some of them, I think, are MRIs of um, foreign bodies in, 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 embedded in my body. Uh, the actual um, thing that was removed from my body is actually what's known as a nanotechnology illegal biomedical implant. And that was removed from my jaw. I had to go to about 10 different doctors. Nobody wanted to touch me. I knew that there was something definitely wrong when I had to go to 10 different doctors to get this thing removed. And finally, I found a doctor who was willing to remove it. And... Um, it took him about an hour to get it out of my jaw. He thought it was going to be a five-minute job, and it was a, about the size, a half the size of a, of a BB, and um, it was what I believed to be a biomedical implant. And technically, if you have something removed from your body that's not organic, the courtesy, the, the, I'm sorry, the... Um, the actual the protocol uh, retainership, yes, the protocol, the, the retainership of that, whether whether it's a bullet, whether it's a piece of wood, whatever is being removed from your body, is the ownership of the person it's being removed from. Right. Otherwise, it's and, medical waste and it's disposed of. Correct. And I asked to keep this. I actually photographed it, but the doctor was extremely adamant about me keeping it, and. I don't, he said he wanted to send it to pathology to have it examined, and then it would be returned to me, and then I never saw it again. I, went, I, I, I called many times. I went back. They wouldn't return it to me. They said it's been, it was just a mucoid formation. But you can clearly see in the photograph that was taken live right out of me and on the table uh, out of my jaw, and my mother was right there watching as my witness, and um, uh, there was clearly something majorly wrong to 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 be so. The, the doctor was mad. The more I challenged him to keep this object that was removed from my jaw, the more angry he became. To the point where he had to use his authority and say, "That's it. I'm keeping it. It's going to pathology. That's it. No further discussion." All right. Oh, I, now I, you've shown I, these I, photographs to uh, to let's call them uh, experts in this arena. Those people that are familiar uh, with 
electronic uh, torture and uh, uh, targeted individuals. Have you shown these these pictures that you think are biochips and, and biomedical devices? Uh, and if so, what have they said? Yeah, every person that I know that that knows about these illegal uh, biomedical implants uh, recognizes that uh, this is clearly something that is not natural. Uh, it's not part of the human body. It's not part of nature. Um, there was one of the images I sent you is an MRI before it was removed, and you can clearly see four white dense objects in my lower jaw, this being one of the ones that was removed. I now have three left uh, just in my jaw alone. But everyone who's looked at it, to answer your question, has agreed that it, it is definitely what something of what these devices look like. They're completely uh, encapsulated. Um, they have their own power source that's a battery that is actually charged by believed to be charged by the, the person who it's embedded in, and it's uh, activated by frequencies, either microwave frequency, electromagnetic frequency, or radio frequency, and um, for the purpose, for the, for the people like, well, why would somebody do that? It's for the sole purpose of trauma-induced behavior modification. So they're actually, instead of saying something like mind control, this, this electronic harassment, as they refer to it as, is actually changing slowly, subtly over time a person's, what is believed to be a person's urges, emotions. If you can control somebody's emotions and their urges and their tendencies, then over time, you can actually control the person's thoughts and change their thoughts forever. Now, the the, uh, the, the million-dollar question, of course, and I always ask this, and um, I usually get the same answer, uh, which is, I have no idea. But why do you suspect you're being targeted? You're a, you're a chef. You don't have state yeah. secrets. You weren't working for no, I... some you know military-industrial uh, company. Why you? Right. Well, I, I can tell you, uh, I've talked to hundreds of targeted individuals, and I know for sure that I'm, I can pretty much bet that I am just a, an experiment for the government. I represent some sophisticated form of an experiment uh, in which they're testing this extremely advanced nanotechnology on human beings. It's the greatest the, the biggest crime against humanity ever, uh, human experimentation in the worst sense of it, uh, being used, I am actually being used as a guinea pig or a lab rat by comparison. Do you, are you able to pinpoint roughly, well, that's a contradiction, are you able to pinpoint when these devices were implanted? In other words, you have a record of missing time. Yes. Yes, I, I, I definitely know exactly when I was taken in what was what can only be described as a military abduction from my apartment, from several different apartments in Hollywood, California, where I was living at the time. And 
one time I was uh, taken at night and returned what I thought was the next morning. I was returned back to my room, and an entire week had gone by. And I remembered bits and pieces of it. And uh, it's uh, just just to put it just to put things in proper perspective from the amount of terror that that a target experiences. Uh, to put it in proper perspective, if Hollywood were able to accurately capture and portray this crime in a film, it would make the scariest movie ever made, The Exorcist, look like a children's bedtime story by comparison. Well, I, uh, a couple of years ago, I, I shot a pilot um, I, for the Discovery Network in the U.S., uh, on this very top topic, and I, I, um, I don't know, quite frankly, if that pilot will ever air. There was some suggestion it might air this fall, but I'm not holding my breath at this point. You know better th- than most how Hollywood works <laughs> and, yeah. how, and what happens to pilots and so forth. However, we, we did a pilot, and Dr. John Hall and I participated in this pilot, and it was a, it was a damn good program. Uh, and we were really hoping that it might get picked up for, for a series because I think it would have done a lot of good. But I... Um, what struck me in speaking with victims, uh, and one of them was a gentleman in Seattle who had other issues. Uh, it was clear he had a, a, a drug habit. Uh, it, it was clear that there were some mental health issues. However, I, when, I, when, when that happens, when you're confronted with an individual who has these other issues, that to me does not discount uh, you know, their, the veracity of their story. Because my understanding is that these perps, whoever they are, will often pick someone who has been compromised in some way because they'll never be believed. That's correct. That's correct. They often will pick somebody who, as you said, has some kind of a, um, either an alcohol or a substance abuse problem because automatically they're going to be less credible. And certainly by any any law enforcement or family members that know them well enough. They know all the ins and outs of these people. And so when something um, horrific like this happens to them, they simply refuse to believe it, no matter what. What's going on in your family? Uh, have you been ostracized? Are you, are you, or are your parents, your family members supportive? Do they believe you? Um, I have one member of my family who... Um, well, most of the, most of them, they they they, uh, as you said, most of the people. I, it, what happens is I cannot even talk about quote unquote it anymore. They family members do not want to hear about it, and therefore, it's best for targeted individuals not to even discuss it because even if you're able to convince someone, it doesn't do you any good. It doesn't stop anything from happening. Uh, and, and there's nothing they can do anyway. Uh, it's, it's beyond their ability to, to believe. Um, I have to say. And it is, you have to understand, uh, I mean, I, I, uh, you have to sympathize almost. It is almost yeah. too incredible to believe, isn't it? Well, it, that's, it is too, it's, it's too incredible to believe, but, but it's also, it's the fact that this, this crime, in order to make it happen, it's just a smaller piece of the puzzle, but it, it actually 
It's so sophisticated in nature that it involves every aspect of science, neuroscience, physics. Agreed. Listen, got to jump out, jump out here and take a, take a break, Michael. We'll be back. Michael okay. Fitzhugh Bell, The Invisible Crime, Illegal Microchip Implants and Microwave Technology and Their Use Against Humanity. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Shaking the world and seeing what falls. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. Welcome back. Michael Fitzhugh Bell, my guest, a long-time a victim of electronic torture, mind control, uh, and the author of The Invisible Crime. And again, on the um, the Google Hangout uh, on air, the Hangout on air uh, stream, there's a slideshow playing. If you happen to be on there, you can see these images. One of the things that, that strikes me now, as I'm looking at the uh, the scar tissue, the, um, the d- these artifacts that have been removed from your body, is the similarity between your story and other targeted individual stories and the whole alien abduction uh, phenomenon. And I'm wondering whether you've ever thought about the uh, the parallels because, of course, one of the theories about the, the alien abduction phenomenon is that it is a uh, the abduction, the alien abduction is is a um, some sort of a, a, a psyop or a cover story in other words, these people who think they've been abducted by aliens, this is a, a memory that's been inserted into their mind, and that technology exists. I mean, I've read about this at MIT. Uh, so that they think they've been abducted by aliens, but in fact they have been abducted and uh, implanted in the same manner that you have, and countless of you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of other people. Have you thought about that? Uh Yes, I, I did. That crossed my mind briefly, but I have what's called a photographic memory. And even though I was drugged, uh, I still remember bits and pieces. And I know um, the pe- it was people. It was human beings that took me. And it was probably members of the government or the military. Um, that did cross my mind, and I believe that Perhaps, as you said, that sometimes that may be a cover story that that uh, that is given to people to believe that they were actually taken by aliens when it was really just the government uh, using them as experiments and then passing it off as this science fiction to cover themselves and to get away again and always uh, stay in the clear and never get caught, um, as the government always seems to manage to do. What is happening with you right now? I mean, are you able to alleviate or get from, out from under any of these effects? Do you sleep in a Faraday cage or, or anything like that? Uh, I do use countermeasures. I do use uh, magnets, neodymium magnets. I have a, devoted a whole chapter to that in the book. Um, I do use several different methods of shielding, um, and they do help whatever methods I've, I've used. They do help to some degree, but nothing completely eliminates it. These frequencies are um, what I believe to be. There are there are microwave. There could be electromagnetic radio, but I believe that the frequencies being used on me are military frequencies that are too high or too low on the scale 
to actually be measured by any conventional uh, equipment, any electronics expert. They don't even make equipment to measure this type of technology. So it's it's uh, and also this this uh, technology that's being used on me, the directed energy, uh, is actually considered to be a weapon of mass destruction. That's how advanced and how sophisticated. As I was just saying before we went to break, this involves every aspect of physics, psychology, mathematics, and all of human knowledge, including war tactics and techniques, are all involved in this crime. Uh, just, uh, I wanted to read this uh, email very quickly. Uh, Chris in Toronto writes, Hello, Richard, long-time listener. I have to question the claims of a shadow government blacklisting people. That referred to a, a, an email I re- or a letter I received from a woman who believes she's being targeted in South Carolina. Uh, he writes, I have been poking the bear for 16 years and have never seen any of this electronic torture. I would think that myself, the perfect snuff movie actor with no family or friends, so no one would miss me, would be a prime candidate for such a program if it existed. Uh, I believe a lot of what your show and others present, but this one seems unlikely. And having spent time in shelters and on the streets, I've seen a few guys that have claimed this, but have proved to be unstable individuals, usually on some medication that they were not that they are not taking. Uh, one guy is convinced was convinced the police were aliens and they came from the North Pole, hence the name Police, uh, Pole Ice. In other words, after months listening to his circular thought process, and it was a small circle, it became obvious he was quote end quote nuts. Just my nickel's worth. Uh, keep up the good work, Chris, in uh, Toronto. Okay, I can tell you what's going to happen immediately following this show, Michael, and I'm going to get a deluge of emails and maybe a few voicemails saying, how could you have this poor uh, person on the air who is obviously delusional, suffering from some mental health issue, uh, and I'll be accused of exploiting you? This happened the last time we had on uh, you on the, on the program. What do you say to people who... Chris, who writes this email, and others uh, who, who, who say, this is not happening. Poor Michael is obviously mentally ill. Well, I'm sure that's, that's, that's what the, it's, it's the perfect crime in that sense, in that it covers its own tracks, that the, the person won't be believed, they'll be discredited, uh, that the, the, the crime leaves so little evidence. The evidence that I did have, you see, I did have something removed from me. It was very difficult to have that removed. And then once I got it removed, it was immediately taken away from me. There's a reason for that. Uh, otherwise, they would have just let me keep it. Uh, and anyone who doesn't believe it, um, just, it, it's because the sophistication of this crime, it's really a weapon system is what it is, is an experiment in the future. It's a long-range goal to, and, it, and right now, it's being used on hundreds of thousands of targeted individuals around the world. Of that, but, I have no doubt. Of that, after, I have no doubt. That, but, the, the, but the grand plan is to scale this to the entire population. So one day, we will all be a targeted individual. Maybe the next That's term targeted. Where this is going. The next term and will be targeted neighborhoods. Yeah, the people that are non-targets today can become victims tomorrow. Okay, got to take another break, Michael. Stay put. We'll come back. Richard Serrett, The Conspiracy Show. Michael Fitzhugh Bell, targeted individual. Back with more. Stay with us. Don't be afraid of the dark. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. 
Uh, Michael Fitzhugh Bell uh, stays with us here on the program for a few moments yet. Michael, what about voice-to-skull uh, technology? Do you hear voices? No, I actually, um, there are two different formats for this um the electronic harassment. One is the V2K, which is a proven technology, and the other is also another proven to exist technology, which I get called silent subliminal sound presentation, which is a a very high-pitched ringing, almost like a tinnitus that I hear 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it it changes in pitch. It, sometimes it gets louder, sometimes it gets lower, but I do not hear any voices, although I know most of the people that I know that are targeted individuals do hear the voices. I get this silent subliminal sound presentation, and that is actually also another proven uh, declassified government technology. All of, this, all of these technologies were created by the government, and obviously for a reason. And as I was saying before, it's being scaled the capabilities to the entire population for the reasons of control and power and money. You mentioned tinnitus. Uh, my good friend, Dr. John Hall, who uh, I, I believe is one of the leading experts in this field, and he he examines um, outside yes, of... Yes, I, I know him. Right, of course. Yes. It would make sense that you would. Um now, he tells me, Dr. Hall tells me, that often the voice to skull will begin as tinnitus. And, and tinnitus is it's, it's very common. I mean, a lot of people suffer from it. Uh, I, I know many people who have tinnitus. Uh, it begins often as tinnitus, and then almost as if the perps are trying to determine, you know, the right frequency or however that works, uh, and then that tinnitus eventually, at some point, becomes full-blown voice-to-skull. But in your case, you're saying that it, 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 it uh, presents as sort of a tinnitus, and it sort of remained there at that level. That's correct. It's, it's, a, it's, it's the sound that you would hear of a frequency. Uh, the, the, maybe the sound of... The only thing I can compare it to is the humming of old-fashioned fluorescent light bulbs, like those long bulbs that make that, that buzzing sound. Right. Similar to that. Are you hearing it all the time, 24-7? All, it, all the time. And Sometimes it's louder than others. And if you were to go inside, step inside a Faraday cage or have some sort of shielding device, does it stop then? Um, I, haven't, I have not had the uh, pleasure of stepping inside one of those uh, Faraday ca- cages before, but I have had feedback come off of my ears before from both a bullhorn, if I put a bullhorn up to my ear, you'll get loud feedback, or also uh, in an airplane using uh, a Bose uh, headphones, when I push the headphones into my ears, loud pitched, a loud high-pitched squeal can be heard, feedback coming from me, from the, uh, as a reaction with the microphone or whatever's in the, um, the headphone on the uh, when I was on the plane and I and the the person next to me I'm like can you hear that and they're like what is that I'm like you know I I didn't want to tell them what it was well that's interesting that that you would have that on a plane because what is a the cabin of a uh, or the fuselage of a, of a of a jet airliner if not a Faraday cage 
Right. You'd think you'd think that there would be a break in the signal, but never, 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 never a break in a plane. Uh, I have talked to people that have actually been. I knew a person. I know a person now that that says that he has been in a tunnel, a rock tunnel, and in the deepest part of it, actually everything shut off. He was far enough down where. He wasn't bothered, and he, he gets the B2K. He hears the voices, and he said actually everything was silent. He felt relaxed the way he used to feel before this happened to him. Um, and I haven't been there. It's a cave. I'm, I'm, he's going to take me at some point, I, I, and I'd like to experience that too, but I have not had uh, noticed a, a, any difference under any circumstances. What about Roger okay. Tolsis from Bug Sweeps in, in uh, Los Angeles? Has he, have you been in consultation with him and, and has he offered? I did. That's, I, 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 Roger, Roger's a friend of mine and I, um, I initially saw him as a client and he measured frequencies coming off of me and I got a report from him. Uh, and, uh, he's very familiar with, uh, what is described by every target individual that I know, and several of the targets that I know have actually been to Roger. Also, that's how he put me in touch with them uh, initially. And have you been and down to San Antonio to see Dr. Hall? I did. I actually had. I uh, I I went to San Antonio uh, to visit with him uh, when I was there to have uh, another extraction done on my navel on my stomach and um, I met him when I was there during that time that I was in San Antonio and uh, this time I had uh, irrefutable medical evidence of a frequency emitting from my navel and a scar there and I went to have it removed and under only local anesthesia, not general. I was awake. Uh, they opened me up and they closed me back up again and did nothing to me. They didn't remove anything, although I had ultrasound and MRIs showing something that was there. They claimed that they couldn't find anything. Uh, but what I think what happened is between the time that I first went to see the surgeon and the time that I actually had the surgery, I believe that the government stepped in and spoke to him and probably threatened him that he was going to lose his practice if he did anything to help me. And if he did anything to remove me, he was going to, that, that he's probably, they probably threatened his family. I don't know, but the, he, the, this, the surgeon opened me up and closed me back up and did nothing. And I was awake for the entire procedure. Where, where do you go from here, Michael? I mean, how do you endure this? How do you keep going? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I, I, I live now to uh, spread the word to other people. The only way to get this, this terrible uh, crime to stop is by raising people's awareness around the globe. Um, as I was saying before, non-targets people that are not affected by this crime today that they're aware of can become victims tomorrow. And especially people who go and get elective and cosmetic surgeries provides a, a wonderful opportunity to be implanted or the other way of, of, 
that people are getting. The other way that Dr. John Hall believes is that people are having their brain frequency scanned and then read their actual resonance, their resonance frequency. Every person gives off a, a different brain frequency, much like a fingerprint. Everyone's is unique. Once that is measured, and this is what's widely believed, and fed and calibrated into a supercomputer, then fed to a satellite, then this is what his book was about, Satellite Terrorism in America. And uh, by taking a person's resonance frequency, which emanates naturally from their brain, they can actually target a person from anywhere on Earth, remote, anywhere that they are, at any time. Is that what they call remote neural monitoring? Correct. Correct. That is the correct terminology. My word, what they have at their disposal. You know, I, I was speaking recently, uh, hosting Coast to Coast uh, last night, and I had uh, Joseph Farrell on my program, uh, who has written extensively over the years about uh, this post-war Nazi uh, empire uh, and the the trillions now they have at their disposal uh, to pour into black ops. Uh, and you and you think about whoever's responsible, but you think about the money that has been pouring, poured into black ops, the technology that they would have at their disposal. I remember speaking with. Uh, someone, someone at uh, Sony uh, in the R&D, this was about 15 years ago, in the research and development uh, uh, department. And he said that we have stuff sitting on the, on the shelves gathering dust because we've determined it, the, the public is not ready for it yet. So, and you go back to people like Ben Rich, who was the director at Skunk Works at Lockheed Martin, saying, you know, we have things sitting in hangars in the air in the in the desert that are 50 years beyond your wildest imagination. That's so I, right. I, I just throw that out there for people who think this can't be happening. The technology doesn't exist. Well, to know the truth, first you must know the lie. True enough. And that, and, True enough. And, the, and that and that is the lie that's being perpetrated by the government to cover up their advancements and their um, their greed for power and control and and it's frightening to think how far it's it's gone and, and as you said whatever we're seeing now they're already 50 years or 60 years ahead of uh, of where what what they're allowing to be out there nothing comes on the market without going through the government first there's no, there's no miracles that are coming out there. Any, any new technologies uh, are technologies that the government is done with, and now they're they're ready to make money on it. Uh, all the all the newest stuff we won't see for another 50 years. And you need to get the ear if you haven't already done so. I mean, you're sitting there in Hollywood, and I, and if memory serves, you 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 you've done some screenwriting, have you not? Correct, I have. I've yeah. done. I've done. I've tried my hand at screenwriting. and uh, What I was going to say is you need to get the ear of someone like an Oliver Stone. We need an Oliver Stone movie to really blow this thing wide open, the, the way he did for JFK. It was Oliver Stone's JFK that started the release of many of those uh, documents uh, by right. Congress. So he needs to do the same thing for targeted individuals. Yeah, if, if, Hollywood, if, if Hollywood got a hold of it and did it the right way, uh, it would... It would blow everyone's mind, and it would be presented the way it deserves to be presented, instead of just in bits and pieces and um, not delivered as a whole, which would really needs to be done. 
Well, Michael, uh, you're a hero. I um, I applaud your efforts and um, just enduring what you've endured uh, and still be alive. You, um, well, you're a hero, and I appreciate. Well, you're you nice sp- to say that. I appreciate you spending some I, time I, with us. Well, thank you for having me on the show for a second time, Richard. It's really nice to be back with you. Thank you so much. All right. Well, listen, stay in touch. Tell us uh, from time to time. Drop in. Tell us how you're doing. And again, the book is The Invisible Crime, Illegal Microchip Implants and the Microwave Technology and Their Use Against Humanity. Michael Fitzhugh Bell, A True Story. All right. The, uh, the portal for The Conspiracy Show is, of course, richardserrett.com, but that will soon change. It'll be Strange Planet. I'll let you know when we switch things over. In the meantime, say hello on Twitter, at Richard Serrett, and, as always, follow the truth.